Hey guys, it's Molly. We are on episode 8 today. Are you in a hard season right now of life, like a dry season or a valley, whatever you want to call it, that life is just hard and it's affecting your relationship with God? You're feeling not as close to Him. You're feeling frustrated and maybe even angry at God. Well, we're going to talk about that today and how to weather those dry seasons well. All right, so it's another week of the podcast. I realized last time I didn't do any share-worthy stuff, which I don't think I'm going to do every single time, but I have a couple things to share with you guys today, two things that I think you will enjoy hearing about. So the first thing, I've mentioned this before on my Instagram stories, but I feel like it's worth mentioning again because it's really cool. It's called the Word of Promise Audio Bible. And basically, it's a dramatic um, audio reading of the Bible in New King James Version. And there's a bunch of different actors, but the best part is that Jim Caviezel plays Jesus. So it's it's the Bible being read, but dramatically read with different voices for the different characters of the Bible. I got it through Audible. So I had an Audible membership and then I just bought it, the Word of Promise, and stopped my Audible membership. But I guess you get to keep the books that you buy when you have a membership through Audible. So I have it forever on my phone. And it's the whole Bible, Genesis, the Revelation. But it's really cool to be able to listen to because sometimes it can like help you. I mean, it is their interpretation of like the voice inflections and how things were said, you know, we don't know exactly, but it just, it kind of helps me understand a little bit more like the context of things. And it's just really cool. It feels just so much more real life. The Bible kind of comes alive. So I would definitely encourage you to check that out. Like if you're going to go on a road trip this summer or you just want something to listen to while you're going to work, it's it's literally the Bible and the New King James Version and it's really well done. So check that out. The other thing I have to share is a makeup line, um, which is kind of funny to share on the podcast, but I think it's worth mentioning. It's called Undone Beauty and they sell it through Amazon, I think solely. I think they have a website too. But um, you can buy it through Amazon, and it's Amazon Prime eligible, which is amazing because I love Amazon Prime. Anything that can be Prime eligible, I'm super happy about. So I have their concealer and their bronzer and highlighter duo. I would say that the quality is like drugstore quality. The concealer is not like super long wearing, but... I really was excited to get their bronzer and highlighter because I was looking for something that didn't have talc in it. I was, is that you say it? Talc? Talc? I don't know how to say that. But um, I was wondering if that was like making my face break out more. And so I was looking for a bronzer that didn't have that in it. And it's it's nice. It's natural. So basically, Undone Beauty is, in my opinion, it's a spinoff of Glossier, 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 my goodness gracious, why is it so hard for me to pronounce things sometimes, Glossier, I think it is like a cheaper version, it's a really affordable, but it has that same kind of like crisp, minimalistic style of makeup, 
So it's worth checking out. Um, it, what's really nice is like I, I did buy their skin tint, which I didn't love. It wasn't the right shade for me and it didn't have enough coverage because I have acne and I want things to cover more. But I was able to just send it back, return it, get my money back. So if you try something from them and you hate it, you can send it back, I believe. I don't know if it's on all products, but at least on the one that I wanted to return. So if you check that out, let me know. Tell me what you think. I will leave a link in the show notes um, for their like main page on Amazon if you want to check out that company. But I'm all about like more natural makeup, which has been kind of a huge transition for me because I have loved wearing like a lot of makeup the last few years, I guess. And not all the time, but when I was going to wear makeup, I wanted to go all out. But I've been loving just doing more of like a no makeup makeup look and just being more subtle. And like a lot of days I won't even wear mascara. Well, ever since I started getting dry eyes, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't wear mascara as much. And it's just been kind of freeing to wear less makeup. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a full face of makeup and it's fun, but it's just nice to kind of tone things down a little bit for this phase of life, I guess. So anyways, thought I had to share that. I could talk about makeup for days, so we got to transition here a little bit. <laughs> um, so today I wanted to talk about the reason why I wanted to talk about how to deal with when you're in a difficult time in your relationship with God, because the last few weeks... Um, well, mainly this last week, but yeah, the last couple of weeks, I felt just more discouraged and um, kind of down and frustrated about things in life and just like not as close with God. And I, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about with you guys, um, I was really having a hard time getting my act together with like what for sure do I want to talk about? Because I really think about the topics that I share on here. I want it to be something that I feel like I can say something about and that comes from my heart, I guess. And so I thought, you know what? I just got to be honest with you guys that it's been just like a harder week, um, just in my spirit, being more discouraged and kind of like down Um and so why not share about this topic? Because I know that I'm sure there's many of you that are in a valley in your relationship with God or just like a hard season in life. And maybe you're not now, but you will at some point. That's just the way life is. And so maybe with me sharing this and just like things that God's been showing me and things that I learned as I prepared for this, um, it will encourage you. So it's kind of cool how God does that. Whatever we go through, we have an opportunity to in turn encourage others with. So um, a lot of us, we get in this time of discouragement or distance from God because maybe we're doubting our faith. I've definitely been there where I had a phase where I was doubting our faith or we're dealing with trials in our life, whether it's like health issues or relationship issues or financial issues, whatever it is. Um, another reason why we might be in this dark season is because we're not happy with where we're at in life and we feel like we're not seeing progress of God working in our life. We can just feel like we're stuck, we're stunted, and like the world is moving forward, but we're not moving forward, if that makes sense. And that's definitely kind of how I 
felt the last few weeks, like everyone's else moving forward and I'm just stuck here. Um, but I think what's worth mentioning is the fact that our emotions have a lot to play with how we view these difficult seasons. And especially in today's world, our culture bases so much of our decisions and how we react to things based off of like how we feel, you know, how it, how we view things from our own mindset. I think that's a big problem. I mean, I could go off on all this, but like the gender issues is so much like, well, I don't feel like I'm a boy or a girl. Like I want to be whatever I want to be. Like, um, and also how so many people get their feelings really hurt easily in today's culture because we're so feelings oriented. And if we don't validate the other person's feelings, then you know, we said something bad if we spoke out on the truth, which is not true. But anyways, that's a tangent. But what I want to say is that our emotions can easily control us. And in any relationship that we're in in life, we cannot let our our relationship, in any relationship we're in, we cannot let our emotions lead us with how we view that relationship. I got a couple of quotes that I think are really interesting on this kind of topic of emotions. Okay, so these two quotes are really interesting to think about. This this quote said, We sleep, we eat, we go to work, show up on Sunday, clap hands, say amen, and leave emotionally filled but spiritually empty. We are more in love with the experience rather than Jesus himself. We have reduced Christianity to goosebumps and butterflies. I'm like, wow, whew, that's heavy hitting. And this is another quote. This is by Matt Chandler. It says, people don't like love. They like that flirty, they like that flittery, flirty feeling. They don't love love. Love is sacrificial. Love is ferocious. It's not emotive. Our culture doesn't love love. It loves the idea of love. It wants the emotion without paying anything for it. And it's ridiculous, which... I thought brought up some really good points that we just so easily let our emotions control us and we kind of get like addicted to the feelings, but we don't want to put in the hard work to invest in a relationship realizing that our walk with God has to be led by faith and not by feelings, Um, which reminds me of, I don't know if it's in the four spiritual laws little track or what, but somewhere I saw this picture of a train and it shows like the engine as faith, I think, and then the caboose is feelings. And that gives you kind of like a good idea of the fact that like our faith in God has to be what leads us and our feelings will come along and follow along with that. But if our feelings lead the way, it's going to be a literal train wreck. And that's really important to be reminded of because how easy can it be? And that's kind of what I I felt like I realized. I'm like, I'm just getting in the trap of like my feelings and not being focused on the right thing. And I think what's important when we're in these dry seasons, when we feel like, God, are you like doing anything? We have to remind ourselves that God is working despite how we feel. You know, Philippians 1.6, which is a classic verse, 
But it talks about, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. If we are a follower of God and we are continuing to grow, well, I guess that's not the best word because sometimes we don't feel like we're growing. But if we're continuing to invest in our relationship with God, he's going to continue that work in us, even when we don't feel like it. You know, God's God's work in us is not dependent on our feelings and emotions. And I'm so thankful for that, that he works despite all of our mistakes and our messes, all of that. And I think what's really important when we're in these difficult seasons, we have to choose that to believe that God is working, but also we have to shift our focus. You know, a lot of things in life can go good or bad based off of not necessarily the circumstances because we don't always have control over our circumstances. We live in a fallen, sinful world. Things are not always going to go our way. Things are going to be hard sometimes. But a lot of the determining factor of whether that situation goes great or bad is our perspective. You know, think about it. Two people in life could go through the exact same situation but could turn out totally different. One person could turn out jaded and just bitter and a wreck, but another person could turn out joyful and mature and this amazing person with wisdom. Okay, here's an example. You guys are going to get a kick out of this, of um, perspective. So this kind of showed up on my iPhone little news app. It just popped up, and it's this article which is just, it's kind of laughable. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be laughing at it. I don't know. But this billionaire, I don't know if you, this is on Fox News. This billionaire, let's see, he, um, I can't remember how much of a billionaire. He's 1.6 billionaire. He, he lost his 130-foot yacht that was worth $38 million. It, like, got disconnected from whatever was towing it, um, it like somehow got disconnected from it and got lost at sea. They found it. But what was so interesting was um, the millionaire, the billionaire, sorry, he's not a millionaire. He's a billionaire. Where is it? Okay, this is what he says. For anyone who loves the sea, his boat is like a second home, and it is as if my home has burnt down. And I just kind of laughed inside when I read that because I was like, Really? Really? It's as if your home was burnt down? Like, it's a yacht. And you have like $1.6 billion, so you could probably buy another yacht. Um, well, it's $38 million yacht, so yes, very, very expensive. But um, I just thought, man, that's like, life is all about perspective. Because this guy is saying, it's like, my house is being burned down, and yet you think about someone who literally has their house burnt down and that's all they have and they've lost completely everything. Um, That seems so much more devastating to me than your yacht getting lost at sea and ruined. I guess it got ruined from it getting lost at sea. Anyways, it's all about perspective, right? And um, yesterday as I was just, you know, being like, I need to prepare a podcast, but I feel like, I'm in just 
struggling here to get my act together, what I'm going to talk about, I felt like God just telling me that I need to get my eyes off of myself and on to God. And it's just like a terrible place to be when you're so consumed in yourself and your focus is on the way you wish things would be that aren't, you know, the problems, your dissatisfaction with life, all of that junk. And that's kind of where I found myself the last few weeks. Um, And it can bring just so much discouragement. And I was reading this article today. Uh, Let's see if I saved it on my phone. No, I don't think I did. But it was talking about spiritual warfare, and it was saying ways that Satan tries to get at us. And one of them was discouragement, and then the next one was, another one was self-pity. And it kind of said in this article that um, discouragement leads to self-pity. And I thought, wow, yep, that's kind of where I found myself. Self-pity, when you start feeling sorry for yourself, and we just have to get our focus off of ourselves and onto God. This verse came to my mind in relation to this. It's Psalms 121. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We have to move our eyes and our focus from ourselves up to looking towards God. And I love that word picture of looking up to the hills as a a picture to looking to God and putting our focus on him. You know, when we get in that self-pity, feeling sorry for ourselves, focus, we are losing a big element of the Christian walk, and that is thankfulness, gratitude, praise towards God. And it's an area that I know I need to grow in is praising God for who he is. Because, you know, no matter what our situation is, no matter where we feel like we're at in our relationship with God or where we feel like we're at in life, those things change and they fluctuate, but who God is stays the same. And so we can praise God no matter what our circumstances are. And that's what brings true joy is reflecting on Christ and who he is. And so when we're in these hard seasons, this is something that, I felt like God telling me as well was, remember that this is a growth season for you, Molly. So of course it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. And I just felt like, you know, the things, some of the things that God's brought to my mind are areas I know I wanted to grow in. And so I should be thankful that God's working on me in these areas and that, yes, it's going to be hard because I'm learning something new. You know, whenever we, we say we're, whenever we're exercising or trying something new, it's going to be difficult as we say no to our flesh, say no to our sinful desires, and we seek to grow in committing those things over to Christ, it's going to be hard. You know, I'm reading the book of Job right now as I am doing this reading through the Bible, um, uh, reading through the spot, reading through the Bible. Uh, it's not in a year, but a reading through the Bible program, doing it chronologically. I talked to you guys about that before. Well, I'm at Job. And I connect with Job here on a lot of things where, you know, he's feeling frustrations towards God. Why aren't you coming to my aid? Why aren't you being the just judge over my situation? And I'm like, yeah, I hear you, Job. I understand feeling frustrated at God. 
But one thing that I thought was awesome that Job said, and he realized it's in Job 23.10, he says, but he knows the way that I take. That would be God knows the way that I take. When he, God, has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Job realized that when we're tested in our faith, it produces character. Um, And, you know, God loves us so much that he's not willing to leave us where we're at. I heard that somewhere. And I think it's just a great reminder that he doesn't want to leave us where where we're at. He wants to grow us deeper. His his purpose in our lives is to make us more like him. And so, of course, that's going to be hard. Of course, that's going to be difficult. But that doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean that where we're at in life is wrong or not the place we should be. I think we often associate sometimes, I know I do, if it's hard, if it's difficult, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like maybe I'm supposed to be doing something different. But sometimes hard and difficult is exactly where God wants us to be. And sometimes easy and comfortable is exactly where God does not want us to be. You know, if you if you're coasting through life and you're not putting yourself out there to seek to trust God more, um, and you're not wanting to commit more of your life to Christ as you grow in your relationship with God, and you're just kind of like stagnant, you're comfortable with where you're at, like that's not a good sign. That's not a good thing. Like if you don't have ever mo- any, if you don't ever have moments where you're kind of sweating and like, God, are you gonna come through for me here? Like, then you're missing out on what it means to be a follower of Christ. These moments of like scary moments where we're like, okay, God, like, what are you doing here? I'm trying to follow you. Like, are you going to come through for me here? Or what are you doing? Like, I'm spending time in your word, but I just don't feel like anything is changing, whatever. Like, if you're not having those moments, then you're not, then you're not putting yourself out there to see God do an amazing work. And so um, we have to make a choice to deepen our trust in God. I know the phrase, you know, trust in God is like this cliche statement we've heard so many times that we're just kind of like, it doesn't affect us much. But really, that's the best words to describe what we have to do is trust in God, putting putting ourselves in his hands. And as I was listening to this Word of Promise audio Bible that I talked to you guys about earlier, I was re, uh, listening to, let's see, the book of Matthew, and now I'm in Mark. And it kind of stuck out to me as I'm hearing the stories of Jesus performing miracles. And it stuck out to me that the disciples had like little different little phases of learning to trust God. You know, when a miracle was performed by Jesus, they saw in that moment that Jesus healed and like, wow, like that didn't take a lot of faith. Like Jesus did it on his own, but it was an opportunity for them to get a little glimpse of who Jesus was. And then there were opportunities to stretch their faith a little bit more. Like when Jesus fed the 5,000 and Jesus, you know, told the disciples 
these people have been following me for days. Like if I send them home without any food to eat, they're going to faint on their way home. You know, we need to provide them food. And the disciples are like, uh, well, where are we going to feed this many people? And then Jesus comes through and shows them what he can do by miraculously, miraculously providing enough food for them. So that was another opportunity for them to stretch their faith a little bit more. And then there was like Jesus um, calming the storm when there was a huge, they were in the boat and there was huge waves and storm and the disciples were afraid. And then Jesus was kind of frustrated with them. Like you guys, like you got a little faith. You need to trust me. And, you know, and then again, their faith was stretched probably to the farthest capacity when Jesus died on the cross. And then he was in the grave for three days and then he rose again. And probably when Jesus uh, well, we know that when, you know, he was, after he died, they were scared. They were like, what is going on? The person that we're putting our hope and our trust in, he's died. And what's going to happen to us? But these were opportunities for the disciples to grow and stretch their faith because God was preparing them to go out into the world and spread the gospel. And God is preparing us for good things, for great things, for opportunities to share his word and his truth. And we can only grow in that way as we choose to step out in faith and our trust in God, just like the disciples had to learn to do. We also have to choose to deepen our understanding of who Jesus is. And I think this is something that God reminded me of is when you're struggling and you feel like you're in this hard time in your walk, our emotions can easily lead us to think, well, does God really love me? Because why would he allow these hard things to happen? And why are things not easier for me? But in that moment, a great thing to do and something that I need to do more is to pray and say, God, Reveal more of yourself to me of who you are because he will show you. He will reveal more of his character, more of his goodness, more of his love to you as you ask him. And then it can get kind of fun and exciting when you pray that and God shows more of who he is to you because you're growing in your understanding of who God is and he's so complex and God is so great. And to 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 get closer to him as as you would to a friend and to understand him more just creates more of that deeper bond, that foundation of trust that's going to carry you even farther in future trials and things to come. You know, when we're going through these these difficult times, the other way that we can grow more is deepening our faith in God's grace to carry us in spite of our faults and in, even in spite of our lack of faith in these trying times. And I, I think this is really comforting. It's something that, again, God just spoke to me in the last few, well, yesterday night. Just I felt like God reminding me that, you know, I can carry you in my grace, Molly, even though you don't have your whole act together, even though of your faults, your failings, like I'm carrying you through that. You know, God knows when we're struggling. God knows when we have a lack of faith and yet he loves us. 
He cares about us and and he is great enough to carry us through those times. His grace is is strong enough. God's never going to suddenly say like, man, I'm just tired of you struggling in your walk. I'm just tired of you not having enough faith. God's patience endures through it all. And and that's really comforting, especially if you're like a perfectionist sometimes like me. And you're like, why can't I just be better at this? You know, it's it's a reminder that it's God's grace. It's not what we do. It's not anything that any perfectionism, perfectionism, any, any quality of our character that has amounts to how our relationship is with God in the sense that our standing with God, that's what I mean. It, it's fully who God is. It's his grace. It's his love for us. And that's so encouraging to remind, be reminded of. So I just want you to kind of think of these two questions that I have, and it's stuff I talked about in this talk, but um, when God calls us to do something, why do we think it will be easy? You know, I said that before, but I think that's just something to just ask yourself. Why do I think this will be easy? Because nothing good worth going after is usually easy. And the, the second question to ask yourself is, if relationships in life are filled with ups and downs, why do I think I should always be on a spiritual high. And I think that's something that a lot of, especially new Christians, can get kind of stuck in thinking of, well, I had this initial conversion experience, and now, like, you know, my relationship with God feels a little bit mundane. I'm just like, I don't really want to read the Bible. You know, actually, Christians at any level, we feel this way because I do. Is You know, you get these, I don't really want to read the Bible and just kind of feels like, Oh, going to church every week and it just feels kind of mundane and boring. And again, it goes back to our feelings and our emotions. Are we letting that lead our relationship with God or are we choosing to act on obedience to Christ? And what's awesome and amazing is that when we are obedient to Christ, God blesses us blesses us with understanding more of who he is, like what I talked about, deepening in our trust, deepening in our understanding of him. And also, um, we become more like Christ. Slowly but surely, we will see um, a growth in, you know, our sinful character traits, slowly but surely, a little bit here, a little bit at a time, becoming more like Christ. And this is a process that doesn't stop at any point. There's no this, oh, you've arrived at spiritual greatness. As we deepen in our walk with God, we're going to realize more of our sin, more of our failings. And, And in fact, that's more of a sign of maturity when you're like realizing there's just a huge gap and that gap between you and God, between his greatness and our sinfulness gets wider and wider. But then it's it's a greater opportunity as we grow to realize, wow, if, if this gap that I thought was, oh, there's just a little difference between me and God, you know, I'm not too bad. But then that gets bigger and bigger as we go, wow, I am just, all I can do is fall at the feet of Jesus and worship him because I am nothing compared to God. As that gap greatens, um, we have a greater opportunity to realize God's love for us. 
I don't know why I'm getting a little bit emotional thinking about this, but really in all these dry and difficult seasons, what will get us through is remembering that God loves us and that God is good. You know that funny little phrase, I don't know if you've ever said it at your church, but God is good all the time and all the time God is good. But it it is really true is as we just continue to trek on in our walk with God, God's always going to come through. God's always going to love us. God's always going to be faithful. And you've heard me share my experiences in my life that's been so true is that God's always come through. And these dry seasons won't last forever. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about there's a season for everything. And there will be seasons for dry seasons that will be hard, that will feel mundane in our walk with God. There will be seasons that will be mourning, times of deep sorrow. And and there will be seasons that will come of joy and great gladness and happiness But all of that is part of our walk. And you can't throw out one and just have the other. It's all a part of life and our relationship with God. And all of it builds on each other for us to just see that God's with us, walking through us. Each of these moments in life, he's the one that stays the same. He's the one that never changed. We change. People change. Our emotions change. But God stays the same. And so that's what I want to share with you guys today. I'm going to pray um, before I close this out. Lord, I just thank you so much that we can be reminded of that no matter where we feel like we're at with you, God, you are on the throne. You are God. You stay the same and you will never fail us. No matter how we feel about you, you love us with your whole heart with an overwhelming love that's just so much deeper than anything we could experience from anybody else in life or from any satisfaction or anything that we've wanted. It's not going to come to any, can't compare it all to who you are, God. And I pray that we would be reminded of that. And I thank you, God, that Even if we're in a dry season right now, you're doing a work. You're growing us. You are teaching us. And I pray that we would not lose weary and doing good, but we would be reminded that at a proper time, we will reap a harvest. God, you are faithful to us to bless us in our obedience and to take care of our needs, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So as you go out this week, if you feel like you're in a spiritually dry place, I want to encourage you to reflect back on God's faithfulness to you in the past. You know, I had this phase where, like I shared earlier, I was doubting my faith and I thought, what if my world comes falling apart? And yet my faith only got deeper from there on out. And later I realized that that time God was preparing me for an opportunity where I needed to have stronger faith to trust God. 
And maybe he's doing the same for you as well. Or maybe, you know, this is your first time you're a new Christian and this is your first time where you're really um, feeling dry in your walk and this is new and this is scary. Well, I want to just tell you, be prepared to have your mind blown because God is amazing. When we're faithful to him, he comes through in amazing ways and he will come through in your life as well. So that's what I wanted to share. You guys have a good week and I will see you next week.